thirsty. So thirsty. I'm parched. I'm parched. I, I, I feel like what's wrong with thirsty? What's, what's wrong with that? You were thirsty, in my opinion. Chicka bow wow. <laughs> hey girl, what's up? How you doing? Okay. <laughs> you kick it off, girl. Well, on Sunday, you and I were having a little chit chat about some friendships of ours that have changed over the years, our friendship that's that's changed and grown over the years. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing just how upset we get when friendships end. And then it kind of dawned on us like, why do we have this expectation? that relationships, whether they be platonic or romantic, last forever. Mm-hmm. Kind of makes sense that they would end, right? Yes. <laughs> it makes sense that they will end. I've had several friendships end during the pandemic. And what I found was that they had a reason in the season. They were, they were there for a purpose. They served their purpose and that was it. I, there was no need to be attached to keeping them forever. Um, and what I found was that Each of these relationships was a codependent relationship. So it was a relationship where we were getting self-worth or feelings of self-worth through the relationship. So outside of myself, like I don't value myself, but through this relationship, I have worth. I have a purpose now. And I think understanding that really helped me to not be attached to the outcomes because each of those friends had a, a very specific purpose in my life and I wouldn't be the person I am now without them. So I appreciate it, but I am a different person and we're not aligned. So when, that, when, when things are misaligned, there's a conflict. And so that's just time to go. I don't know if you see this, but that's my, that's my head exploding. Because <laughs> this whole idea, this concept of codependency is brand new to me, but it really casts light upon a lot of what I went through, why I went through it. I wish I had known more about it in my 20s, let's say, because I think and- that's when I really you know, things changed. Yeah. But had I known, I mean, when we were having this conversation, I looked up, there's like a poem that says that each person is there for a reason, a season or a lifetime. Mm -hmm. And there were, there were a whole bunch of websites that talked about it. And they said, you know, as soon as you understand whether or not a person is in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime, you can cope better with their presence and their absence. So, you know, breakups, even I remember like I've had some pretty rough breakups And looking back, I learned so much from each of those relationships that brought me here, that made me a stronger person, that made me a better partner and wife, that made me a stronger individual. And it's, it's weird to think that, you know, you spend so much time being upset over losing a best friend, or I'm putting that in quotes, best friend, or a boyfriend or, or something like that when they serve their purpose and they're off, you know, you can wish them well and, and, and go about your life knowing that you did what you needed to do for each other in that set time and, and go on and, and live your life and, and meet more people for more reasons or seasons, or maybe exactly. meet somebody for a lifetime. Yeah. But we get That's attached cool. to it and we judge ourselves. We, it, it's a, some ideal that they have that we have to have friendships that last forever. That's a sign of a mark of stability or something. And it's not. If why stay in a toxic relationship? Why stay in a relationship where there's conflict, where you're not satisfied, where your needs aren't being met and that you're not able to communicate? I think that's the biggest one. If you're not able to communicate, 
if you're finding that you're having conflict more often than not, I prefer peace. I like my peace. Uh, so <laughs> for me, that's important. We all carry baggage from our childhood and things like that, that we don't even know. And a lot of times it's a right. rela- our relationship with our parents and you don't even realize it. And you're carrying that into your adulthood and your relationships with other people. And so it's like, mm-hmm. it was mind blowing for me because once I understood that and ha- was able to put a word on it, I realized how codependent I've been my whole life. And it's just mind blowing. Um, I mentioned something a while ago and you said, yep, that's codependency. And I kind of was taken aback by that. And I was like, cause my, in my mind, codependency was I need somebody like I'm incapable of standing on my own. It had mm-hmm. like a very negative connotation. And I thought it, it was a commentary on me as being dependent, mm-hmm. um, which isn't always a bad thing to be dependent on. No, we're else. human. <laughs> right. But the more that you've talked to me about codependency and, and kind of shed some light and gave, given me like links and resources and videos, it, there was something I saw today in looking a video over where they said that the feelings you get from being surrounded by this person even if it's toxic, is better than the alternative. Um, so you stay or you, you, know, think you stay that, in, yeah. a, in a friendship. Right. And it has to do with fear. And we've talked mm-hmm. about fear a lot. And it has to do with the fear of what life would be like if you weren't with that person. Mm-hmm. What would you, who would you be? One sign of codependency, and, and I have that a lot, is it's insane. And I didn't even realize I did it, is asking other people how you feel. The other day, I called my aunt mm-hmm. and I said, I don't know, I'm, do I have anxiety or is this fear? Like, am I, (laughs) how would she know? Right. Exactly. I'm like, why am I asking someone else to tell me how I feel? This is psycho. Like I'm not giving myself any agency. And so it started coming. I watched a YouTube and, and the woman was so concise and precise. I I said, wow, she is speaking to me. This is me. And yeah, it just really opened my mind. It changed a lot of things. Even walking down the street, I can tell my demeanor has changed my view, my outlook has That's beautiful. Yeah. The world seems like a beautiful place. It's people, you know, it's crazy. Like, how is this happening? I'm like, am I like losing (laughs) some blood in my head or something? Like what's going on? Do you think that this is, because we talked about awakenings and we joke about this midlife thing and Mm. I don't even really know what midlife crisis is or if it's a discovery of like who you are later in life, Mm -hmm. a newfound understanding. But do you think that this is a type of understanding you could have had in your 20s? If somebody told you this and said, hey, the way you're behaving is based on your insecurity or your codependency or your relationship with your parents or or your prior experiences. Like if somebody came to you and said that, and we met in our 20s, I don't know that I would have received that. Yeah, I would have been defensive. Who are you talking to? What? You say you don't know me. I got a job. I got all these friends. I'm going to this party, that party, girl. Who are you talking yeah, to? Yeah, you were you were Miss Yelp too. You were going to all kind of events and parties, girl. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. It, so what I was doing when what all of that was was a distraction. So I wouldn't have to be with myself. And so I'm so grateful for COVID nineteen. I'm um, sorry for all of the people who had losses and and that is just tragic. <laughs> but I really, really am grateful for this time to reflect because I was always on the go. I call myself Mo on the go, and to be able to yep. sit down and have that peace and reflect and to sit in that discomfort. You, you realize hey, even that bad. It's just very interesting. An example of codependency that I had with you is I introduced you to my friends who are where you live and you didn't talk to them. And so I followed up. I'm like, why aren't you talking to them? Like I'm trying to control. So that's part of the controlling aspect of codependency. Um, there are several different aspects. It's controlling, avoidance, self-esteem, 
So there, it's just a variety of things. 90% of people are codependent. So don't get it twisted. And the problem is, like you said, a lot of people, when they hear codependent, they think, oh, that's that girl who she can't do anything without her boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Can't do anything without his wife. No, that's not codependency. I mean, it may be, but that's not the whole of it. It's a whole thing. So it's, it's worth reading about and learning about because you really get to know yourself through it and it leads to awakening. It really does. Awakening's no joke. Yeah, no, I like what you said about about COVID forcing you to kind of be in this space and acknowledge things and, and see things for what they were. And I we talked about religion yeah. in um, our first episode and there's just in the Bible, this is going to be my next tattoo. I don't know if that's like sacrilegious. I don't know, but be still. That's something that yes. has always brought me some peace. peace be Remember still. to be still, mm-hmm. uh, be still and know, you know, and, and, and I really do feel that a lot of knowing comes from being still, still in your mind, still in your body quit looking outside of yourself to find yourself. Exactly. Um, and, and I feel like I'm not even, and this is probably me with my negative talk or whatever. I'm not even like in a position to be telling people how to like better themselves or whatever, but this is what's worked for me. And, and in the moments where I find stillness, where I, I take time to reflect, where I write, where I am just alone is when I am most comfortable now with the truth of who I am, mm-hmm. what I'm about, what I've been through. I can process that, you know, because I, I think it's so easy to get in a fight with somebody or break up or break up a friendship, break up a relationship, get divorced, whatever, whatever endings to these relationships, and then go seek comfort from somebody else, validate that I made the right choice, do these things. But I think one of the most important things is just to sit it with yourself and, and just accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it's you know. it's mind blowing. And it explains a lot about my personality that I would have never known because I have very rigid boundaries. I mean, you know, when we first met, I wouldn't no. even tell people my name. I was so <laughs> you had to make up nicknames, right? I'm like, whoa! People thought I was some kind of investigator or something. I'm like, no, just just a codependent. I didn't know at the time. And like you said, like if I were in my 20s, I would have been very defensive if you told me that. I would have felt attacked. Because I'm getting my value from you telling me something and you're telling me something negative. And so not having that self-esteem and not having that self-worth, I, would have, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been open to receiving that. So back to the concept of reason, season, and lifetime. Do you have any examples of, of people who've come into your life just for a reason? Because I feel like that's the one where you are very aware that they're here to help you emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever, through a specific thing. Um, and then when they go, they go. It's like, whatever. And usually that's the one you're least attached to. Maybe they're springing seasons <laughs> because I have friends who People come been, and go. <laughs> yeah, like I have a friend, for instance, we met 20 years ago or not 20, like 15 years ago. And she was very pivotal in my life because she kind of introduced me to some things that were foreign to me, some concepts that were foreign to me that ended up being an integral part of my life. And now looking back, I'm like, was that because I was codependent and started like doing that? Or, but it's not because for instance, I'm vegan now. I wasn't vegan at the time. She was an artist and hung around a lot of vegans. And so I, I said, oh, that's interesting. I didn't care. But it was just interesting. She did yoga, uh, hung around vegans, like house music, um, went to Agape, wow. a spiritual center in LA. And I started going there and I have never felt, I think part of uh, codependency comes from, like I said, like that low self-esteem and low self-worth. I had never felt welcomed anywhere. And when I, when I went there, I felt welcome. I felt like, ah, this is home. These people are cool. Like 
I don't feel threatened by these people when that's generally how I feel. Um, and so you feel threatened. that comes from trauma throughout life and, and it's a natural reaction, but we're luckily we're human and we we're able to deal with that and find better ways to cope in life. Think. I yeah. mean, it took, it only took 15 years. I mean, some people never, <laughs> <laughs> some people never get there. So I'm glad. And I still like, like, um, I, I don't follow agape, but I still have those core beliefs that, you know, we're all one with God, where we are, God is, we are the manifestation of God. And so that's beautiful. Yeah. Within I us like is that. everything that we need. And it's, it's hard to understand because you just, and I'm so glad I've never had a boyfriend and you say that a lot. And I always push back. I always push back because you always say, I've never had a relationship. You know, I've never been in a relationship. And I always say, just because it wasn't ideal or the one you wanted doesn't mean it wasn't a relationship. Now, what do you mean when you say, I've never had a boyfriend or I've never, I've never had a relationship? Yeah, I've never had a relationship. I've never had anyone where I've been out with people, meeting their family, meeting their friends, things like that. I've never had anything like that. I've only had a couple of dates here or there, a couple of dates. Maybe they'll come back after a few months and I have a couple of dates again, um, but I've never had anything consistent, anything where I was- Like a relation. An, an actual relationship. And with titles. Yeah, with titles, with, and, and not even with titles, with just actions. Looking back, part of it could have been because of my rigid boundaries. I mean, that's revisionist history. I don't care. Uh, it's not for me. Like we said, re- <laughs> reason, reason and season. And actually, I reached out to um, a guy I dated- a couple years ago, because we had a lot of conflict. And I realized that part of my part was the codependency. I -hmm. would, I would say, well, if you're not doing this thing that I think like taking me out onto this place, then you don't see any worth in me, like in just making up all of these things in my head. Of course, Mm -hmm. at the time you don't rational, you don't understand that. But now like upon reflection, I can see that that's what I was doing. And so I just sent him this video. I've been sending everybody this video about codependency because I'm like, if you want to understand me, you need to watch this video and you will understand me. <laughs> I'm working on it. And, and he said, oh, wow. And, and so we started talking. And anyway, he invited me out to, uh, to a museum. So we're going to go, like as friends. And so, oh, yeah. But How are you going to go to a museum? Aren't things locked down? No, just indoor dining. You just wear a mask and you get a scheduled time. And I feel start. like that's a whole nother topic because <laughs> yeah. you have feelings on that. I'm sure every New Yorker <laughs> I know has feelings on that. Um, yeah. So, so, but I used to be one of those people who would say, I can never talk to an ex. And that's just, you know, you can't talk to people. I mean, it's not an ex as far as like, it's an ex as far as dating, but not as far as a relationship. Right. I, I cannot be friends with exes. Why is that? If I'm in a current relationship, I feel like it's inappropriate to do that. Do you think it's inappropriate? Uh, I don't know if that's just one of the rigid things. I, if we've been intimate or if we've been in a long-term relationship, like I, I just don't think it, it's appropriate. Or maybe it, I have a lot of trust issues. Let's go there first. Same. That's probably why um, we bonded. We, we're probably codependent ourselves. Our yeah, relationship. girl. You don't war, need, oh, yeah. War, we were war buddies. <laughs> yeah, we were. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I don't think it's appropriate. And maybe it's it's my way of saying I would not be okay with that if it was the other way around. I don't oh, know. Gosh. For a while I thought, you know, if it didn't work out, I don't, what, I don't need you in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, or some of it was just like, you don't get to have me anymore. Yeah. That's true. I mean, it all depends on the relationship. Like not everybody has a right. drag down, knockout, you know, like, I don't want to, it's just like, we're incompatible as dating, you know, well, as far as dating. I, I don't know that I've had any of those types of breakups. Yeah. Everything I've had has been a very dramatic, traumatic okay. type situation. Yeah. Then who, of course. Um, then of course in the time. 
But now that we are having this awakening, I'm looking at things and I'm like, I can look back at my last relationship and be thankful because out of that, I became an entirely new, stronger, like I left that relationship. Like I'm a goddess, I'm a damn goddess. And when I meet this next dude who happens to be my husband, he's going to worship me like the goddess I am. And he did. And he does. It taught me to be more in control of who I allow in my life, what I accept. It was like a beautiful thing. You know, it was a, it was a shitty thing, (laughs) but I learned a lot. And, Mm -hmm. um, and for that, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful, but you know, we don't have place in each other's lives. So yeah, that's okay with that. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, yeah, if you, yeah. If you like for for me, I thought it was cool that he offered to go to a museum or something like that because it shows growth. And then also for me, it shows growth on my side because I was the kind of person who, if you cross me once, you're blocked, deleted, done. There's no discussion. <laughs> that's psycho. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh I feel attacked God. because I'm projecting my low self worth onto you understanding this has completely changed my mind. I feel like my brain's rewired. It's weird. I can't even describe it. The world is anew. The world is anew because this is the first time in a long time that I've been able to reflect because I've never allowed myself to reflect. And I'm sure that's probably some kind of PTSD uh, that I will find (laughs) out, but you know, it's like, it's not as bad. That's why I never meditated. What do you think about friendships of convenience? Because you were talking about how you lost a lot of friends due to COVID, um, lost them as far as being separated from them, not, you know, passing on. Mm -hmm. I feel like I had that similar experience when I went to law school. I don't know about you. I feel like law school, um, maybe med school is probably the same or any like rigorous um, program where you are isolated from the people you had regular social interactions with, you know, going out on Friday nights or, you know, girls trips and things like that, whatever. When I went to law school, I know I fell off, like went MIA from everybody who I would text all the time and call all the time because you just don't have the time. And I, I, I lost a lot of friends during those three years. The ones that stuck around were, I guess, you know, I mean, that, that taught me, you know, trim the fat. Like some, mm-hmm. some of the friends just aren't, you know, they were convenient, you yeah. know, because we lived close to each other or because we, you know, traveled in the same circles. But when it came to sticking through and making an effort over miles um, or, or just sending a card. I have a great friend who just sends cards sometimes, you know, when life gets crazy, she'll just send a card and it's just like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you open your mailbox and you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. You do that. Yeah. I haven't in a while, but you know, I try, <laughs> I, I think about doing it a lot. <laughs> you do it more well. often than you think, I think, but, but I don't I'm inspired it. by her. And mm-hmm. that's why, I, that's why I do it. You know, um, she's been my friend in college and she, she you know, she sends cards every so often and it's just amazing but I wonder about that like friendships of convenience um because I feel like those when you lose them it doesn't really hurt and I feel bad not that I don't care about the people who were these convenient friends but Mm -hmm. I don't think I was ever really torn up about that um I never really had superficial or at least on my end I didn't know you know I try not to have superficial (laughs) like they had to pass my rigid boundary test in order to to become a friend so that takes work you know usually uh, the little social people yeah I don't mind that people you might go grab a drink with here or there and you never talk to you might write them on Instagram here or there like that's fine but um my friends, uh, like I was, I had a completely different law school experience. I, it was all about socializing and, and meeting people. And I don't know how I even passed 
uh, law school because I was not really you know, a good student and I was working as well. And, and so I was meeting people at work. I met people at school and I am still friends. I'm still friends with uh, most of them. And so I think because I value friendship so much because of that codependency, because that's my self-worth. Like if nobody likes me, then it's going to be like, they're all going to laugh at you. Nobody likes you. <laughs> and so um, that was my validation. And I think for context, I don't have a support system like most people. I think a lot of people take that for granted, like being able to call your mom or dad or being able to call someone and knowing that someone has your back. Like if, if you're in a fire or something, like somebody has your back. And so I didn't have that. And I think not Damn, having- a fire. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but it's so thinking about that it's like I think I put a lot of emphasis on building connection and, and having human connection because I for me that meant security and safety and safety right. is one of my big things and so I put a lot of into those relationships and it actually paid off in the end because it's how I ended up in my current career and so that was through someone I went to school with so you just never know. So that maybe that was the reason because I would look back and I would say, well, you got married from law school. All I got was all these damn bills. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only good thing to have come out of law school for me. And yeah. I didn't go in looking for a husband. I wasn't trying to get my MRS. It just happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say anything on the revisionist history. Um, <laughs> I wasn't looking for a husband in law school. I mean, no, you were looking at him, though. You I mean, I was looking him for him. a husband. Yeah. But you were you were getting ready, writing your lists out and everything, and wanting you you crave. I was a, ready. A husband, yeah, I didn't crave. A, God, I wish I had the emails. Like I wish I had the emails. So thirsty. I'm parched. I'm parched. I'm I, to be, I, I feel like what's wrong with thirsty? What, what's what's wrong with that? You were thirsty, in my opinion. Well, well, there's interested, and then there's thirsty. That's a whole different. What's thing. the difference? The thirst. What's the thirst difference? Is texting uh, all I the time about this person. That's not being thirsty because you have an interest in somebody. Thirsty is like throwing your jaws at somebody. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. Oh, yeah. No, that's not my. Oh, no. No, yeah. I had a crush. She was sweet. Was mm-hmm. Obsessed. And like I said, you manifested I that. He used to of course, as he daughter. should. That's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Right? <laughs> right. Anybody should. Dang. Okay. This is why, this is why we're still friends. See, we hype <laughs> each other up. You're my hype girl. I like that. Whatever. I, am, I keep it real. <laughs> For me, I'm I'm trying to learn about like what does a healthy friendship look like because obviously I have healthy friendships and I had unhealthy ones. And I can't base my value in either. You know, I can't say, oh, look at this healthy relationship. I must be a better person because I have these, you know, it doesn't work that way. It's all from within. So, so you said you said healthy friendships. What what does a healthy friendship look like? What, That's what I'm you, saying. I'm trying to figure is it that, out. Is there a solid definition or is no. it yeah, I think it's what what matters to you. And for me, I don't know. I definitely know it's boundaries, having and respecting boundaries. It's also listening and, and being able to communicate. That's important. And then Boundary, everything when else. You say boundaries. What can you explain further about boundaries? I, like I just maybe I don't have. Yeah, anything. they're limita- they're limitations. So, for instance, if I'm like, M, you need to do this, or you like 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 uh, for instance. Uh, there was a time when I wanted to introduce you to a friend and I said, oh, my friend lives in the same area as you. I think I just said that. But yeah, my friend lives in the same area as yeah. you. And then you didn't want to meet up with him. And I was like, well, oh, how dare you not meet up? You're the one talking about you don't have friends. And to keep pushing. Yeah. And to keep pushing. So it's like I'm trying to control you. It's a controlling thing. Yeah, you telling everybody I feel like I don't have friends. <laughs> 
I've said that before too. And then, and that's a reflection I had. It's because I, for me, it was because I was getting myself worth from friendships and I I didn't have a friend like 24 set, you know what I mean? Obviously I have friends. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, that's so disrespectful. What are they chopped liver? But luckily they understand. And I'm so glad that I have woke friends because they get it and they are able to move on. And the ones who aren't, aren't. And so, and now that I'm growing, I can't wait to see the friendships I develop. I, I, I love that you said you have woke friends. Can you, can you elaborate on that, please? Because that has several I mean, different meanings. To people. Just people who have had an awakening, who have, have done the work to self-reflect and to understand their life, to understand their past trauma, to understand their relationships and how they, the, the role they play in them, and to understand their relationship with the world as well, and to not be insular, to understand that there is uh, something beyond them in this world. So that's a woke, that's a, that's a woke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So I never have those problems. Like I see people, they're like, Oh my God, my Facebook friends keep posting this ridiculous. I'm like, I don't associate with those kind of people. I'm not aligned with them. I mean, not that I'm closed minded. It's just like, we're not aligned. Some of my closest like relationships. And as a kid, were uh, those were with people who may have been like, I, I talked to, an old mentor. And she was saying, I can't believe all these people are dying. And I was like, yeah, right. I can't believe it. And she said, yeah, they need to open up these, uh, open up everything now so people can get jobs because they're dying because of that. So that's, that's what she was talking <laughs> about. Two different, two different <laughs> you know, you have to pick your battle. So I kind of just, you know, laughed and that was it. You know, I don't have to talk to her anymore. Like it was just like, we hadn't talked for 20 years. Yeah. So there's no need yeah, to, exactly. There's no need to control. I gave up on Facebook. So a lot of that toxic, superficial friend stuff is I, like, I just can't, like, I, I'm on there just kind of see what you're doing, um, check in on like my people, but everything else I've, I, I've had to really put my self-discipline to work and just really just keep going, keep yeah. scrolling. Don't pay attention. Cause I used to be like internet warrior mm-hmm. and I'd be fighting people over political things over I like mean, everyone mom wars. We need to do like a episode on mom wars, but like there's, you know, the, you know, breastfeeding moms versus formula moms, working moms, stay at home. Like there's always like some sort of battle happening over anything. Mm -hmm. People have this desire that they are right. Like I'm vegan. I don't go on sites and be like, well, you're not a good vegan. And so that's what they do. They go on these different groups and they talk trash to other people because, and then what I realized that's codependency, all of these Facebook groups, Facebook is capitalizing off of codependency. They're probably the biggest example of what codependency is. People go on there and post pictures of their food and themselves and say, look at me. And and people say, am I a bad person? I like X, Y, Z. And I tell them, I kind of, I constantly tell them, why are you coming onto a platform of strangers you don't know and asking us to tell you who you are? They cannot make a heaven or hell for you. So I don't understand. Like, I just don't, I'm saying it because I I definitely was a person probably in the past. And so I get a little, you know, and it's like, I just wanted acceptance. A little heated over here. I wanted connection. Like I didn't want somebody to validate me as far as saying, oh, you're cute or something like that. I just wanted somebody to be like, hi, let's spend time. Like, let's chat, you know, like, cause I just like that human connection, but it sucks because people have such low self-esteem, even when they don't know it, because I didn't know I had low self-esteem. I know it when I was younger, but not, you know, in my, in the later years. And so to see that, it's just, it's insane. It's, I've, I've left so many groups, so many groups, because mm-hmm. people are just begging and pleading 
for attention and just for, for, for validation. Yeah. How do we fix it? I don't know. Is it to be fixed? That's the codependent in me. How do we fix it? <laughs> I got to fix that. Let me make it better. Let me make it better. Mm-hmm. I think just with COVID and being on lockdown as much as we have this whole year, a lot of the things I, I like, I could not live without Facebook. Like I would be on my phone in the middle of the night. If I got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I was on my phone for at least an hour on Facebook, just scrolling and stuff like that. And thinking about that now is like, ins- it's insane to me that I spent the amount of time that I spent on there posting about things that don't even matter, scrolling through, commenting on things. I mean, I don't know. And it's just so weird that it was at first, I mean, the the original intent of social media, I miss. And I feel like that's gone is just the connection. Exactly. That's what with, we want. Yeah. And it's not that anymore. Now it is. It's, it's a validation. How many likes and followers can I get? How many people can I get to fight over this post, this political post I put on here? Let's, let's, let's pop the popcorn and watch them get crazy. You know, that type of stuff. Like I, it's, it's such a huge waste of time. It is. Um, I was on Facebook a lot. And what did I get out of the time that I could have been when was this? reading a book? spending time with my kids. Oh, that's um, what I was going to ask. That's what I was trying to get to. Like, if you had kids. Right. Like just, just think. Yeah. You could have been spending that time yeah, with your kids. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I stopped. Um, I got off Facebook in January of this year. Cause I was like, you know what? I just, it wasn't fun anymore. It felt like a job. And so I got off and like for a good five or six months, mm-hmm. uh, it was amazing. Like I, it, I felt, fr- this sounds ridiculous. I felt free and I didn't miss that validation which is weird. Maybe I learned to find it from real things mm-hmm. in my environment that I could like through my children, through yourself. You know, myself. <laughs> um, well, I do think, it, I mean, I don't think it's bad to feel validated not at through all. other people, but it's bad to see it. Constantly. Yeah. If you can't feel validated within yourself, that's a problem. Right. I, I, I believe because you'll never certain, be satisfied. But, and that's when it becomes unhealthy as you start, mm-hmm. at, you know, at whatever costs you need mm-hmm. to get it from people. Cause you yes. can't, can't feel it yourself. So you're doing, doing strange things yeah. for a compliment. It's ridiculous <laughs> for me. My, my social media is limited. I have it private. So I used to have it yeah. public and then uh, I like private. yeah, I keep it private and I keep it limited to people. I actually know at least for uh, mm-hmm. most of it. And then uh, people I'm actually friends with. So if we haven't like had a dinner together. We haven't sat together. We haven't spent some kind of physical time together. Then I'm not your friend, but on like Instagram or something. I had it public for a while because I was trying to use it to get dates and stuff. And then I gave up on that and just, uh, <laughs> I gave up on that and then it's private again. It, it was always a, a diary, but like reflecting on it, I think it was fake. I think it was a fake presentation of myself. I thought it was a diary, but I think I was in denial. And I think in the back of my head, I was hoping that somebody would see it and want to date me. <laughs> And then I stopped. And then I, after I realized that, I just stopped posting. Now I just post memes and stuff and uh, inspirational quotes. I do like that, though. Do you think you can have a friendship with somebody that you haven't physically been around? Oh, definitely. I used to do that. I used to like be on the AOL okay. chat back in the day. Some of my closest girls yeah. I've never met. If you go through a life experience and, and there's a group of support, it's a support group. Exactly. Um, you really get to know each other through marriages, divorces, children being born, all kinds of life changes. And it's an intimacy that, that I think you can have with friends even more so because you're not physically in their presence. Mm-hmm. So you're free to just share. Do you think that you have an image you're trying to portray? Like, what is it about social media? I'm just trying to understand like the post, like the validation, I guess, or like, what it, where does the stress come from? For me, my stress came from not connecting with people, like not being able to 
get any bites, like nobody talking to me. Like I, I didn't want, I didn't care if you liked it or anything. I just wanted to engage. Like I, I, I want that engagement. I don't need a like, like I don't need anything DM me or something, you know, message me, let's talk. Um, I was all constantly craving that engagement. I don't know. Being, and this is going to sound weird, being forced to see things or be a part of something I didn't want to be a part mm-hmm. of. Is that like, the, yeah. like, and you couldn't block or like hide or. I guess you can. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know what the algorithms are either, but I feel like there's a lot of friends that I've lost touch. With. And when I realize that I've lost touch, I'm like, what happened? And they've been posting and posting and, po- and I haven't seen any of it. Yeah. And that's a sad thing to me. And maybe it's like, okay, well, if I wasn't looking intentionally looking for it, then maybe we weren't that good of friends, but I only have maybe like five people who I will intentionally go to your page yeah. and see what's going on. If it, you know, or I will go to somebody's page and see what's going on, you know, and it's kind of like, Oh, I miss so-and-so. And then you look and it's like, they've had this whole life. <laughs> Don't even look time. at anybody's like, page. <laughs> and it's, and it's <laughs> but I just think, you know, the stuff that I'm seeing isn't necessarily what I want to see. I don't know. Yeah, I'm thinking about that, but I don't, I don't know. I think I'm going to keep it just to keep in touch with my close friends, but I'm going to get off of the group part like, because that's not serving me anymore. Like, I, I don't want to go to a recipe and all these holier than thou people, these people have issues. Like, I, I don't know what is going on with the world. Why does everybody have to, and I've done this before. Like I used to do it as being like the grammar police because <laughs> I think I think I felt inadequate. And so like, if I can show you something, then maybe you'll appreciate me and maybe you'll like me, you know? And so uh, it's unfortunate, but it's it's so prevalent on there. It's rampant on the in, internet, on Facebook, on all of these sites and people just arguing for no, arguing for the sake of arguing. We're asleep. And, and I'm so glad to start, finally start waking up. Yeah, yeah I'm good on the argument doing part i have no desire i'm like what is it it's like barney frank like he said like arguing with you is not you but like the understood you it's like arguing with a dining room table and it's like yeah i'm not gonna yeah. sit, like why do i have to be why is there a need to be right in humans and i i still don't understand that i don't like debate because of that like i like to exchange ideas i like discourse but i don't need to convince you to do anything you're not going to convince me i mean maybe you will but it's like, I don't want to have to have to feel like I'm convincing you. And then it's like, what are we talking? Are we just shooting the shit then? You know, like if we're shooting, the <laughs> shit, fine. like I like a good debate if, if we're just shooting the shit. But I don't try to convince me. I'm not going to convince you. Like, I'm not going to try to convince you to be vegan. You know what I mean? We can talk about you it. Might. I mean, <laughs> I'm married to the biggest carnivore there is. So mm-hmm. it, it would be very difficult to do. But for me, it was but, probably uh, just like that, that uh, trauma response of just seeing like just having that probably uh, toxic empathy, I would call it, where, you know, I saw the chickens being ground up and my body just started shaking and couldn't, I thought, I, I thought, oh, remember when we saw that movie Super Size Me and then we went and got McDonald's? So yeah. kind of like that. So I ordered some chicken <laughs> after. I was like, that ain't nothing. I'll order some chicken. And then I got the chicken. I was so disgusted. I was like, I can never do this again. That was a wrap. Wow. Never came back. That's interesting. You must have watched it at the right moment. In it was meant life. to be. Yeah. It was, yeah. Very, it was very pivotal part of my life, a very ungrateful part of my life. And I, I wasn't appreciated. I wasn't present. I was, wasn't coping properly. I wasn't taking care of my health. Uh, it was a, a stressful and trying time. And that was all in here, in my brain. And if you look on the outside, like look, reflecting, there was nothing for me to be afraid of. I had a great life. I was living a great life, but I was so in my own head that I couldn't even see it. 
I know. I was ha- living, having the time, having the time of my life. And then my life just crashed. You know, everybody started dying and like just trauma after trauma and all these things. And, it, and I said, oh God, so that's what happened. So you, you know, once you enjoy life, it just kind of, you know, you get shat on. So maybe if I just think it's miserable all the time, then mm. that's, that's like a, it's, it's thinking, they call it thinking error. So maybe if I think it's miserable all the time, yeah. I can trick, trick whatever power that is making life hell for me. You know, I can trick them into just letting me coast. And, and, and I'm so glad that I got out of that way of thinking because, you know, life me is, too. I, I remember, me. I remember you going through it. And I remember thinking just like how resilient you are. Like I'm still in awe of, of the life changes that I've been here to witness. Um, just a lot of changes, a lot of hard times that you've, you've, you know, we've talked about the Phoenix rising out of the Mm -hmm. ash or whatever. And I swear that is the perfect representation of how I, I view you. Um, I'm going to get that tattoo one day. Why am I getting all emotional? This is so ridiculous. No, but I think you are just such a strong person. Unreal. A lot of things that would have broken people. I mean, and and you're, look at you, you're thriving. Yes. About to be, about to be a homeowner. Hope so. Traveling the world. (laughs) You. Not jinx it. I'm putting extra, extra good juju on it. Um, yeah. So it's, and, and, and again, like we talked about with relationships, I think that things that happen in life build you, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they create who you are. They make you more grateful on the other end, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, coming out of it more, um, aware, more present. Exactly. You know, a good example of codependency is our old, and you know, I was still codependent on them because our old mentor and how our, our mentor just ghosted us. And I felt abandoned. Like I, I couldn't take it, you know, and I, and I would text, Oh, well, I forgive you for abandoning it. (laughs) (laughs) Passive aggressive or just straight up aggressive stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've done that several times to people. I just, it's like, it's built it. It's like, I place so much value on them that it's almost psychotic because it's, then I just get upset. Like what, what, what was it's wrong not reciprocated? With yeah. What's yeah. Wrong with me that you just you know, nothing to do with you. close relationship and then you just disappear. Exactly. It has nothing to do, but that's how it is when you, you for, know. for a reason and a season, exactly. that specific person brought us together. Mm-hmm. We can just be grateful for that. And, you know, and look at what? that short time and like, and I, and I feel like I have friends from there, you know, you, mm-hmm. and a couple others. And it's just like, I can't believe we're still friends wow. all, all this time. It was fun. It was fun. It was my first taste of life. So I appreciated it. <laughs> any, any other thoughts? How about the lifetime part? Reason, season, friend for a lifetime. Is that something that's possible? I mean, I is that? I don't know until you, the end of your life. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that a parent? Is that a, I don't know. I, I, I'm having, I'm having a feelings and, and like a, I'm thinking about Sinjin and Tanya <laughs> and this whole soulmate thing. No, that um, was funny. I don't know that I believe in soulmates. Mm-hmm. And that's I don't, why do we have to? Yeah. Well, I'm not even going to say, cause I mean, okay. If any of you guys out there listening um, know what we're talking about, we both watch 90 day fiance and one of the couples on there, Tanya and Sinjin, we're getting married. And Tanya said she believes in soulmates, except he was not her soulmate. She had already met her soulmate um, and they had broken up. So, I mean, that's a little cold on its, on its own. Um, but the concept of soulmates, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that there's only one person I, in this I entire world that you are meant to find and good luck finding them. Yeah. It's all these weird things that we believe for no reason and we don't question things and then we end up disappointing ourselves when we don't find them and we, you know, society markets things to us and we fall for it. 
And it's like, once you get over this hump, you, it's like, you, you almost feel like a stranger on earth. Like I kind of feel that way. And so it'll be interesting to, <laughs> it'll be interesting as I go on this journey to, to meet people who are like-minded and to, to learn more because so many people are asleep and you're just watching people. I mean, I was watching myself, you know, you're just watching people go down a path and you don't even know um, because it's just like, we're, we're brainwashed. Like, I don't get that. I mean, I don't, I think she meant it in a negative way. I think th- that she loves him and they just don't have that soul. Con- he checks the boxes, but they, they don't have a soul connection. They had, they had sex very early on in the relationship, which builds false intimacy. He repeatedly says he needed to get the visa. So they had to get married, you know? So who knows? Like, is that going to be a lifetime? We don't know. And now, you know, they can monetize it. So he has a, an Instagram. She has an Instagram. He doesn't post her on his and she posts him on yeah, her. I noticed that. Because he's finessing. You know, there how many thirsty women out there who are trying to slide into his DMs? He's a cutie pie. Come on. I mean, if he worked, <laughs> if he worked I might have slid in there. Let me stop. <laughs> you get a J-O-B. I don't know how I feel. I believe in soulmates. I definitely have... Uh, had it where there was just energy, just it's, this, it felt like a cosmic energy and just an attraction that was reciprocated. And it just felt like something I had never felt before, but that could have been like a codependency. Like, I don't know, like I'm just blaming everything on it now. <laughs> I've had a moment like that, like a movie moment, you know, like I feel like, you know, in the movies, like I, I remember I was walking out, this is, I was in college, was walking out of a dining hall and somebody was walking in and I was going to put my tray away. And it was like, I remember the song that was on, you know, that was playing. It was uh, Angel of Mine by Monica and Brandy. And it was like a, we locked eyes and it was just like slow. Everything was in slow motion. And then it was just like, and it was what, it was a movie moment. It was weird. Not my type at all. Yeah. It was just weird, but it was, it was a move. It was an energy. Yeah. Know? There's an energy and it's like, it's a electric, like electricity, like the surging through your body. And it was so weird. And it, it was almost like a drug. Like it felt like a drug. And I have, you know, which can't me, be good. Right. Yeah, right. And I don't, you know, me, like, I don't try, like I, I have trust issues myself. And, and so the fact that I felt safe, like I, I felt like I could be myself. Cause usually I would think, oh, I have to, I have to portray something because if, if I'm myself, nobody will like me. And, and, you know, that's, that was subconscious. Like I wasn't obviously doing that, but I felt safe. Like I felt secure. Like I was just, we would just laugh and talk. And it was just like, like I say, like with one of the gals. And so <laughs> like feeling that I, I said, wow, that's insane. So it's just interesting to know, but I believe that you don't have one. I think that you can have it again if you believe you can. And I believe it only takes one, like to find your, the, the love of your life or the love of your season or your reason, you know, <laughs> when it comes to these lifetime, the, you know, the, the reason season or lifetime. And when I think about lifetime, I really think a lot of it is romanticized. Mm-hmm. I think that we're talking about soulmates right now. You know, there's the happily ever after and the fairy tale. And I think this might be part of, and I'm not speaking from any expertise, you know, knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, you know, divorce. Yeah. is something that happens. Um, but I think. And what's wrong with divorce? I feel like people say, oh, d- divorce is bad. No, if you're in something that's not working for you, good on you for getting out of it. Like we were saying, like, these are all archaic rules that uh, marriage was created. It may not be a lifetime and that's not wrong, but people are so outwardly, externally focused. I I have a a differing viewpoint on that. Um, And maybe it is coming from a faith background. 
um, or just, you know, the way my family is or whatever. I don't know. I mean, definitely if you're, if you're in a unhealthy relationship, you're being abused or um, you're hurting, I can see that. But I also see one of the things that I love in my husband is a commitment to marriage. Yes. Um, It's something that we entered into knowing and not knowing because we don't know, right? But the idea is this: this is not going to stand. End. Yeah, this exactly. Is our, our our compact, our contract, our commitment to each other, and so I think one of the things, and, and, and I'm bringing this around, trying to think of lifetime people for a lifetime, friendships, relationship for a lifetime. Is I think that there have been many times where I felt that electricity we talked about, and I felt like I was floating in butterflies, and I just was like, "Oof!" I saw a meme somewhere within the last year or two. And it said something about like, that's not, that's not what you want. You want somebody you see and you feel a sense of calm over mm-hmm. you and you feel, you don't want the butterfly. I mean, that it feels good. You know, butterflies are great, but you want to feel like this is this. Yeah. Is exhale. Like, Wait and do exhale. <laughs> and that's what I feel with. Him. That's what and I say I, too. That's hilarious. But, but, um, but yeah, it's the calmness, the, mm-hmm. the I'm home. Mm-hmm. here with you. like I don't have to I can um, be my true authentic self I don't have to put on a show right and that's Everything. important to me yeah. that's important to me that's why I've been single because yeah. I don't meet the criteria for you know tr- traditional standards of beauty and things like that and I don't need to and so now is my time so let's see what happens I'm excited girl. Hey. be the cougar you want to be <laughs> you yes. say that wow hunger like a wolf I had a lot of rules in place of who he had Remember to be, the rules? We even read the book, the rule. Remember the rules? <laughs> I had rules and my husband doesn't meet those rules. Um, he is a lot younger than I am. And that was one of my top rules was, was age to be in a certain, you know, bracket of whatever. But it's, it's, it's kind of freeing when you, when you just let go and live. Like, I feel like you have a lot of core beliefs to get like that are in common, Like you got lucky in that you both have the same faith. I think that's important. Yeah, you have to both have the same faith and things like that. And for me, since since I'm eccentric or whatever, um, <laughs> I'm not going to really meet somebody who has my same beliefs, most likely. But you need somebody who fits. Um, you don't need anybody, but you would yeah. like to have. It would be ideal to have somebody that fits. And it's almost like they have, quote unquote, and I hate that they they phrase it like this, but the male and female components when it comes to electronics or something mm-hmm. like you may be eccentric. So you're like the plug. Um, and you need somebody who's going to receive that mm-hmm. even if they're not on the same level as you, someone who's going to receive it, appreciate it, let you thrive in it and not try yeah. to stifle it. it. I don't even think it has to be the same, but I think as long as you can appreciate each other and this is true of friendships of anything, just appreciate each other for who they are and, and, you know, just want the best for each other and help each other grow and whatever that, looks like exactly right um, and and to not be selfish i think that's the thing and that's how you kind of what happens in codependent relationships is a lot of times you're selfish and you don't even know and i think that is something that's important is to, is to say it's not about me like i want to see the best for you i want to see the best for like, right. your life i want to see you achieve your full ca- capability whatever you want to achieve you can meet meet that potential and know that that's not a reflection on you you know, if you're yeah. doing well, you know, whatever, I can cheer for you. It has nothing to do with whether or not I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm not comparing myself to yeah. you. We try to, and, and you know what? I think that whole idea needs to be spread. And this is just, I mean, I, I don't even feel like I'm fully allowed to say these things, but like within the black community, mm-hmm. um, whispering <laughs> around females, you know, oh, like yes. the lean in stuff, like 
like the crabs you know, in the just, barrel. Just, and- right. We are not competing against each other. We're here to lift each other up. We are mm-hmm. here to to support each other yes. and help each other become our best selves, our best, our best selves. And it's not and a think, reflection on, on you. I think that's how we bonded so quickly because I remember when I met you and I was like, who is this pretty girl just smiling? And like, why is she so girl. friendly? I'm not used to that. This cool girl is smiling at me. I'm validated. Yes. validated. Oh, <laughs> it's funny to hear what other people think of you because that's not, mm-mm. That's not my internal messaging conversation. That was my perception. <laughs> Why are you smiling? Because you make me smile. Oh, you're my soulmate. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Womp, womp, womp. Well, I mean, so that's just a little, just a little chit chat about codependency and, um, you know, some friendship stuff. I think there's a lot that we still want to talk about. Always. Um, I wanted to talk about friends with benefits. I wanted to talk about um, a little more fun stuff, but I don't think that really ties in. It could tie in with codependency, but it could also tie in with the thirsty talk we were having yeah, earlier. Let's so do it. We can take that into another episode. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So I guess on that note, see you next time. Hey, thanks for catching this episode of Two Girls Shooting the Shit with M and Mo. New episodes drop weekly. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 